Hello everybody. I'm going to be taking a presentation of evolving sustainable finance. Now this is the same presentation which I used in my first webinar. Please refer to the first webinar uh, on the middle road. But this is a by far more detailed, the same presentation. But I thought I'll, you know, give it so much of, people loved it so much. So I thought I'll just make it as a separate module. So I'm the founder of Middle Road Private Limited. It's a for-profit social venture, uh, which has also got a platform, online platform, the middleroad.org. So uh, let's... So we have seen how, so the, when we are talking about sustainable finance, I'll be talking here. One is like how it is evolving, how it has evolved over the last, specifically last two decades. Now, when we talk about COVID-19 and the pandemic, we need to understand sustainable finance is playing a huge role in bringing out uh, remedies or, you know, uh, bring for raising, uh, for uh, raising, raising funds uh, in the sustainable sector. Now, recently, uh, European Investment Bank uh, launched a sustainably awareness bond in uh, Swedish Corona for 3 billion. We also saw African Development Bank come with a social bond and World Bank come with a sustainable development bond of $8 billion. Now, when we are talking about these bonds, these are all part of sustainable finance. So today, when we talk about sustainable finance, we will be predominantly talking about sustainable bonds. Although there are a lot of topics and we'll go forward, we'll have a series, we'll talk about everything which is getting enabled in this space. So what is sustainable finance? How, what do you mean? So there are there are a lot of definitions. One of the definitions given is by IMF, which says sustainable finance in incorporation of uh, environmental, social and governance principles into the business in uh, economic development and investment strategies. So this is a very broad framework. It's not only limited to economic development, it's also limited to business. We see a lot of work happening in uh, uh, sustainable space in co uh, corporate social responsibility. When we talk about ESG, we talk about investment strategies. So everything in a whole is under the umbrella of sustainable finance. So what is ESG? Whenever I'm talking about ESG here, uh, which is environmental, social and governance, which is a huge theme of sustainable finance. And when we mean sustainable finance, we also mean ESG. So when we talk about environment, we talk about climate change. We talk about climate mitigation and climate reduction. We'll come to that later on what we mean by that. We talk about you know natural resources. So when we're talking about environment, we're talking everything. We're talking about waste management. We're talking about transportation. We're talking about efficiency management. We're talking about renewables. So just to give an example, one would be green. Green buildings will be a part of something which is happening in the environment space. When we talk about clean tech, that's part of environmental space. When we talk about social, now when we're talking about social, it's uh, pertinent to civic societies, it's in marginalized communities, underserved markets, it's predominantly work has to be uh, in, in all these themes or uh, either of these themes. For example, it could be affordable healthcare and housing. So if you're uh, putting an affordable healthcare and housing, either in emerging economy, or it could be in low economy or even in advanced economy, but then it has to be for a marginalized community. So these themes would be pertaining to social and when we talk about governance, we're talking about corporate governance and corporate behavior. It could be regulatory, data protection rights, data privacy rights, accounting standards. So these are various, uh, you know, sort of themes that we talk about. So why sustainable finance? First, when we talk about sustainable finance today, sustainability is, is actually mainstream. So assets under management in ESG themes were about 
approximately equal to 31 trillion dollars so that's a huge amount of money there's a lot of innovation is coming this innovation is already happening in commercial finance space but now we have uh, social finance innovating a lot with the use of blended finance we will uh, we'll not go deep into blended finance in this presentation we're just getting an overview of what the things are happening so in a nutshell we know sustainable finance is a mainstream defining both retail and institutional needs so this is uh, you know key milestones these are not the only milestone there are many more milestones i've just selected some of them uh, you know and we've covered since 1990 actually be just before 1990 1981 there was a huge oil spill and there was a formation of trees a major uh, moment in terms of uh, environmental uh, principles it, it sort of gave a lot of emphasis to environment principles this uh, so that was one of the major uh, you, you know milestones before 1990 which is just 19, in 1989 so since 1990 we see the launch of domini which is like a 400 social index this is the first index of uh, uh, publicly traded companies which are part of a specific index which is gave a lot of reference to uh, sustainable development then in sustainability there were launches of dow jones in 1999 in 2003 uh, there is the launch of the equator uh, equator principles now this is something which I added from the webinar. The only difference here it's important is because it, these are sort of principles on project finance or bridge loans. Now we talk about bridge loans. Bridge loans are really short term loans and this applies to loans with less than two years. So this gave you a framework of what you should be following. Now who cares wins? Uh, this is a huge uh, moment. Uh, it started with uh, UN Global Compact. IFC and Swiss pension funds. Now there was a lot of institutions. Now the whole interest came from institutional investments, and as we see, pension funds are the largest uh, investors in, uh, in from the institutional sector. So this started moment, which which also resulted in UN principles of uh, responsible investment. So in two thousand six, this was a key six uh, broad principles were laid out. And, you know, there were a lot of signatories today. I think we have more than 2000 signatories of uh, UN principle, uh, principles of responsible investment. And this become a benchmark of uh, invest in, uh, in sustainable in, uh, investing. In 2007, we had a launch of the first green bond. This was done by EIB, which is European Investment Bank. Uh, it was followed up in 2008 by the first green bond by World Bank. So, you know, th this is the first time you had an asset class, you had a bond which is totally dedicated to environmental finance. You had pa Paris COP21 uh, agreement coming in 2015. 2015 was also the time of Addis Ababa agreement. So, Addis Ababa agreement uh, was one of the, I've, and there's also an article uh, about Addis Ababa agreement on in the middle road dot org when you look at uh, when you read it it's a very good article because it's sort of it crowded in uh, private investors into the sustainable sector i mean that was the first time a huge thought was given it also led to the formation of uh, you know a lot of focus was given to multilateral development banks and it also led to the formation of a multilateral bank which is known as new development bank but the major part the major emphasis of addis ababa agreement was to focus and to crowd in private investment into the public and development sector. So this is a very important. It brought in public-private partnerships. It was sort of laying down, you know, the importance of you know bringing in uh, public-private partnerships and all this. So 2015 also we know was the 17 UN uh, Sustainable Development Goals. They were laid down. In 2018, why there were a lot of champions, you know, which came in during the time, and we'll see the list of some of the champions. But uh, a technical expert group 
is important because this was a huge moment from the uh, European Union. They needed a standard for climate finance. Uh, there was also a lot of emphasis given on you know benchmarking what sort of practices, what sort of guidelines would be coming in uh, climate finance space. Also, there was an emphasis on sustainable activities and one of them was in circular economy. So, you know, uh, ultimately when you look at it, sustainable finance becomes an enabler you know, for all the activities within the sustainable sector. So we now we look at some of the sustainable types of uh, instruments and strategies. We'll just take a brief overview. We're not going to go in depth. We look at equity capital markets. Uh, so that's where a lot of uh, strategies, you know, as coming in through mutual funds and ETFs, ETFs is predominantly uh, do a, uh, have a similar meaning as an index fund, but they are different in you know uh, differences between an ETF and index fund that in uh, ETFs are listed you can buy and uh, sell it on the market price whereas in an index fund you buy the net asset price they both have low expense ratio but this is one of the this is the, the one of the major differences there are other slight differences but they sort of in a way replicate a uh, index you could say so you have uh, fixed income markets in fixed income markets what we'll be discussing today will be uh, uh, sustainable bonds this is the major part of uh, segment which we'll be discussing green and sustainable loans are something new which has come out on the in this last decade you have securitization so when i'm talking about securitization i'm talking about green securitization turned by fenime fenime is the is is uh, backed by uh, the us government and is the largest player in the securitization space specifically in green securitization space so it's the securitization is not only limited to green it's also with social and sustainability bonds uh, social bonds i have known uh, i'm aware of it i'm not sure about sustainability bonds but th this is also one of the uh, major fixed income you know segment within the climate finance now the other one which i've given prominence to is uh, offshore bonds now i've written about it i suggest that you look at a podcast by on Shil uh, with shilpa poplay so this is where we have you know discussed i've discussed in depth about uh, masala bonds now masala bonds are offshore bonds basically it means is you can go to a foreign country and uh, raise capital in the domestic currency so that's uh, the first time listed in london stock exchange so for example indian government has gone and raised money for the infrastructure uh, projects uh, in london so a lot of companies are going including indian companies so that that's where that's why i suggested that you look at a podcast you, you read it it's, it's a very informative about offshore bonds then you have etfs uh, mutual funds and indices you have project uh, base finance this is again a part of uh, green bonds when you're talking about you know green bonds it goes into backed by projects or project by revenue venture funding is something which is uh, evolving is usually coming from development space it's basically uh, plays a huge part in funding startups um, not i wouldn't say a huge part but it's it's segment is much bigger than uh, indian uh, startup sector so that's why i've sort of put it in terms of sustainable finance now, alternative investments is investments. We will not be talking today about social bonds and uh, development impact bonds, uh, social impact bonds. So, this why I've kept it under alternative investments is because it's a pay. This also known as pay for success bonds. And we'll look at it, you know, the in, in the subsequent uh, uh, presentation. So when we are talking about why I have not uh, why I have kept it under alternative investments is because in a way the outcome has 
has to meet certain barriers. So sometimes people could take it as an equity, some can't take it under fixed income. I've taken bit as uh, you know, terms of a speculative investment. It is attached to an outcome, and that's why I kept it under alternative investments. Now, this these three are the basically asset classes: equity, fixed income, and alternative investments. And that's how I divided, uh, classified the sustainable finance uh, initiative. You also can you know read a lot of reports which have different kind of classifications so when we talk about selected champions we're talking about united nations uh, you're talking world bank imf Asian development bank african development oecd crease is what i you know talked about now climate bonds initiative this was uh, one of the biggest non-profit moments which came for uh, climate bonds you know icma group which is actually backing all the uh, basically the standards which go into the sustainable bonds when we're talking about uh, gin which is a global impact investment network global steering group uh, global sustainable investment alliance these are sort of major champions for impact investors or you know investment strategies you can say sustainable investment strategies so these are some of the groups six row is like from uh, university of oslo norway they are second opinion so you every time in bonds you need a second opinion how uh, how truthful the bond is to that particular category so Cicero is one of them so there are a lot of other uh, basically plays these are some of the ones which are listed so sustainable uh, global investing has grown over a period of time now it's become 31 trillion dollars um, in 2018 if you see the top five regions so this is a 2018 figure so 2020 or 19 would be uh, sort of much bigger than what this figure says now you have sustainable investing regions you see the top region is zero then the us the us as a country is the most dominant in this particular sector and then you have japan Canada and Australia and New Zealand. Now in the last two years, if you look at it, Japan has been the most prominent player. Uh, why Japan leads is because Japan, uh, you know, has the Japan uh, Japan Pension Fund, which is the largest institutional investor, which came into sustainable investing. So I think this, this spelling needs to be rectified. I've not seen it. So it's uh, in, in investing. So uh, now when we are talking about japan it's in, in the last two years it's given the highest return now it's truly a champion in 2015 i think it was like government pension investment fund of japan which came which uh, took the uh, pri principles it started following unpri and then you had the uh, pension fund associate uh, association next year following it. so japan has been by far the most uh, dominant uh, you know country i would say in the last two years in in sustainable investing these are some of the strategies in sustainable investing. Now, this is from GSIA report. Um, we see the let's look at the allocation. We see still dominated by public equity, fixed income, real estate, uh, P, uh, VC, which we talked about impact investing. When you're talking about other, it could be hedge funds, commodities, infrastructure. So these are the themes which and much and uh, and more themes which come under other category. When we look at the strategies, this is the most important slide. Uh, this one of the most important slides. Now, when we uh, when we look at sustainable strategies, it's been there for a very long period of time. It's been more than hundred years since they have been there, but they were predominantly dominated by negative screening. So, negative screening was the exclusion of certain sectors. For example, it could be tobacco, 
it could be gambling you know certain sectors on ethical framework now that was more of a passive uh, invest uh, strategies it changed over a period of time now if you look at impact and community investment is rising but still very uh, small the sector sustainability themes are also rising it's the fastest rising according to uh, this report now you have positive best in class which is a very uh, you know active type of investment which is rising norm based norm basis like if they meet a minimum criteria this could be you know the rules coming out by united nations unicef I, uh, international labor organization so uh, this is one of the this is one of the themes which is very popular in in uh, in europe then corporate uh, advocacy you know or corporate engagement and shareholder activity now this is pretty pop, uh, uh, very profound in japan so these uh, sort of strategies esg integration is very popular in america it's fast rising esg integration is taking up esg principles incorporating into the financial uh, of your company this is very long term strategy so what we see is a moment from passive investment strategy over the years in esg theme to active so now we are becoming much more active now when we look at sustainable bonds there are quite a few bonds so when we talk about sustainable bonds let's take green and blue green is of course the most dominant of all these bonds then you have social bond you have sustainable impact bond or sustainability or uh, sustainable development bonds and social impact bonds so we are not discussing social impact bonds today so th this presentation today we are not coming this will come in at a later date they are all anyway not a major part of uh, of, of these uh, sustainable finance and until now let's talk about green bonds so what are the sort of uh, when we talk about bonds what these are very regular bonds these are fixed income instruments like bonds or loans we have like we saw there are a lot of loans which are coming in which green loans you know which are falling uh, basically the same standards as as uh, in terms of there are you know framework given and they have to apply for the same term so like bonds are emerging as a major capital tool for raising capital uh, the, the debt market has always been the largest market in uh, developed economies for example us and uh, europe uh, the debt market plays a major part in a normally in a for a businesses uh, for in capital markets now we have seen that sort of trend although it's still not the major part it's fast rising and that's where uh, we'll be talking about sustainable bonds here we see uh, the sustainable bonds are regulated uh, as a financial uh, markets securities like other in, uh, fixed income securities like bonds or loans so if you are taking out very simple bonds you know they are priced in they are very regular like a regular pain vanilla bond which will go and you know get it uh, through the sovereign market or the corporate market on the municipal market so these are the three major segments which trade uh, bonds trade they are listed in stock exchanges for example london stock exchange they focus on environmental social and or both themes so when you are talking about both themes you are talking about sustainable or sustainable development bonds they are backed by uh, green social and sustainable bond principles now this is an addition they have to have these principles uh, so when we are talking about principles we will come to this in a at a later date so let's talk about sustainable bonds issuance now in 2019 this data which i have which is actually uh, posted on icma and i i said icma is the major backer of all the standards in the sustainable bonds uh, market now this is a data given by bloomberg and jp morgan so and you know the sort of the amount of sustainable bonds could differ that because 
how stringent is the criteria of taking whether a lot of bonds uh, follow the the bond principles which we talked about so in 2019 about 284 billion dollars of bonds were issued so if you look at the growth over 2018 so green bonds grew by 53% now this is the largest segment in in the sustainable bond market now social bonds and sustainable bonds are pretty uh, new and they don't they they, uh, they their size is still a smaller as compared to green bonds but they are fast rising we looked at how social bonds are making a difference even sustainability bonds how they could be making a difference during the time of the covid the snat is nothing but su supranational when you're talking about supranational organizations they are like multilateral uh, multi development banks like world bank imf or it could also be united nations you know agencies which are across continents the countries along with snat so snat is what we talked about So what is green finance? When you're talking about green finance, a green bonds is a part of green finance. Green uh, finance or any projects which are related to climate action. So when you're talking about climate mitigation, which means directly reduction of carbon footprints. So this could be something like a renewable energy. If you're let's say investing in a windmill or anything in renewable space, this is. so this directly goes to climate mitigation climate adoption would could be like reforestation you are actually adopting to the climate changes is a good example now when we talked about the theme we saw that the themes are very broad so when we look at green finance you're not only looking at we're looking at green buildings so you're looking at energy con conversation now if you your building is by far uh, much more uh, you know can cut out uh, wastage of energy now that becomes a you know theme within the green uh, finance space we're talking about waste management you know so we're, we're talking like a lot of circular economy themes you know become a part here right now now they follow green bond principles like i said when i talk about green bond principles what are they they basically four major uh, parts of green bond principles they basically come in to bring in more accountability or more transparency into the system it could be how the use of the proceeds are used whether even you know, you you have raised a bond where are you using it is it like used only for green finance it's whether the process what is your process of project evaluation and selection how you evaluating what sort of criteria you using it how are you going to be managing the proceeds of your project and what's going to be your reporting standard so these are the four basic principles of green bond principles similarly you have you know principles in green loan principles you have climate bond standards and so just to give you a perspective i talked about you know a uh, climate bonds initiative now climate bonds initiative takes 95% of the proceeds should be related to uh, green bond framework so this is how the strong the criteria for example some of them might take less than that so just to give you perspective that's why you would see the issuance of green bonds differ across to different uh, actors bonds are strictly new they're they are a sort of a subset of green bonds and they are basically uh, you know target marine ecosystem green bonds also do that but you got uh, separate bonds bonds now sustainable bonds in 2019 and 18 we see the you know difference how this difference has increased so in 2019 uh, this could be a bit different from what we have stated it again becomes uh, you know uh, different how the standards are used 
now we see the issuance now when we look at the issuance in 2018 so this is the 2018 figure in of, of total sustainable bonds we see green bonds are by far the most dominant you can just see the sort uh, of dominance given by green bonds but i think this is going to change give you a fair idea of how however these two segments are going to grow now this is the major part of the sector which would be growing in the next few years now just to give you a share in 2019 you had 255 uh, you know billion dollars of issuance you already have this again from uh, climate bonds initiative it 41.3 is the 2020 data now when you took at the largest regions we have sort of uh, looked at now this is the largest re region when we are looking at green bonds in green bonds uh, eu is the largest region but if you look at the country in 2019 it was us which was leading with 56 uh, 50.6 billion dollars of issuance we had china at 30.1 and we had france at 29.5 So now use of proceeds, when we look at use of proceeds, these are some of the topics which go in. So uh, clean energy becomes a major part of it. Uh, building is like 29%. Uh, so when we're talking about these, uh, so this is not only when we talk about, you know, uh, looking at climate finance, you're just talking about renewable space. So this is, gives you a whole idea. It goes into water, low carbon transportation. And so this is a very good sort of, you know, overview to get it what green bonds going for so these are some of the uh, top five largest green bond issuers in 2019 now we see uh, uh fannie mae so i talked about fannie mae fannie mae leads in securitization so it's the number one player in green securitization in the world and uh, fannie mae has been there for a very long period of time so let's look at uh what are social bonds so we we looked at green bonds we just touched upon what are blue bonds now what are social bonds so we talked about what social bonds do so they basically have to enable develop and implement new and existing projects with a new or existing projects also it could be with a, a positive outcome for a targeted audience uh, population and when we are talking about targeted population we are looking at marginalized communities unserved, unserved underserved markets now they uh, are an affordable basic uh, infrastructure like clean drinking water sewers sanitation transport or it could be access to basic services like healthcare, education, vocational training or it could be affordable housing. So what their basic criteria is to target underserved, marginalized people, people live, living uh, below the poverty line, it could be un undereducated people or people with disabilities, uh, uh, migrants. So these are some of the you know definition of what would come under the Social bonds more exhaustive than what we had discussed before. They follow social bond principle uh, guidelines. So, like we had green bond guidelines, we have social bond guidelines, and they have to follow. So, these are some of the parameters. So, to bring in accountability and transparency, like I discussed, Captain. Now, social bond issuance. So, this is to give you an idea. I've got the data till 2018. We'll update maybe sometime with 2019 also with exactly the issuance in uh, social bond uh, sector. So, this is to give you. Now, this is how the social bond has grown over a period of time, just a different graph, uh, but uh, so this the source is ICMA, Nactus Green and Sustainable Hub Markets. So sustainable and uh, uh, SGD bonds. So when you take both, basically it's the core mandate is to implement both positive and environmental impact. 
so it has to be both so it one cannot be at the cost of the other so this is how a sustainability bond moves in the proceeds of the bonds uh, finance or co-finance a combination of green and social projects they follow green and social bond principles so you see this rising and i uh, going forward we'll discuss how things are going to pan out post covid and Now, this is just one give you an overview of impact investment, which is to give you an overview of what impact investment is about. Impact investment is nothing but to direct way to address the underserved markets, basically uh, using positive social or uh, environmental uh, impact along with the financial return. So when we look at it, they invest in un underlisted and uh, unlisted securities like private equity. Their approximate size is about $500 billion. Now, they work on so when we look at sustainable finance including sustainable bonds impact uh, investment space there's a lot of greenwashing there's a lot of people who actually are not or a lot of institutions are not involved in precisely uh, what their mandate is to you know serve the underserved markets or you know to be in the sustainable segment and there's a lot of uh, greenwashing like i talked about in each sector so that's why you have you know strong guidelines and you have oecd which comes out with you know very authentic reports of what is happening in either the sustainable finance space so these are good reads if you want to you know read about so what is the way forward in the new normal now when we talk about new normal which has come because of the covid uh Basically, when I'm talking, I feel like, and this is the view of, uh, since I'm the, I'm the founder of Mildred Private Limited and I'm the only employee. So basically, it means uh, what my view would be is like the social and sustainable bonds are going to play a very pivotal role going forward. I mean, climate bonds are there. I mean, green bonds will play, uh, marine bonds will play. I mean, marine bonds uh, to get in biodiversity should be one of the more important, I would say like blue bonds would become also a very influential tool. Because that is one way, at least we can do a climate reduction. Uh, there are a lot of ways we can protect our coastal regions. But social and sustainable bonds, I mean, they also could go into the marine bond ecosystem, would play a very important role. I mean, this is one way where multilateral organizations are, which we talked about, supranational uh, organizations, uh, multi-development multi banks are, you know, raising capital to address, you know, raising capital to do fund projects, which are going to aid, uh, you know, because, because of the COVID, we are going to have a lot of poverty uh, enhancement uh, scenario going forward. There's going to be a lot more issues going forward with uh, in the development sector because of the COVID. And in order to address that, I mean, sustainable and social bonds are going to play a very, very important role. And we need to also have a very, uh, you know, important taxonomy. So I would, that's why I put uh, TEG when we talked about the group, uh, technical expert group, very important from the EU, because this is going to weed out uh, greenwashing. And there's been a lot of greenwashing happening. As a matter of fact, if you see a lot of investments are dying, uh, are coming down in, in Europe, the ESG uh, market, which will index the growth is coming down is because they are becoming by far much more strict. And that is what, we have to remove we should not be using sustainable finance as a means to help you know organizations for example transaction transactional uh, finance is another mode where you know maybe uh, com companies which deal in fossil fuels are sort of trying to go uh, towards the uh, renewable space but using it as a as a you know as a means to justify to i mean this could be a very gray area uh, from my side, I would uh, no. I'm very careful of when I talk about transaction finance. So that's something which 
I would not like to cover within the sustainable finance space, but you know, organizations are doing that and a lot of bodies are doing that and they have their own criteria because in order, you know, you encourage people to go from one extreme to the other. So, but, but that's totally the call which you could take. Just to give you some recommended GSI Global Standard Investment Review is one you could read because I've used this as a major part of my discussion. There are a lot of other reads which you could uh, use. Now, you know, you have World Bank and IMF keep on coming out with a lot of uh, new, you know, news. You have Climate Bonds Initiative, which keeps on coming out. There are a lot of, you know, every, every ICMA, a lot of things. But some of the things which you could refer within me, like when I talked about Masala Bonds, so I had interviewed Shilpa Popley. That's a very good, not only read, but it's also a very good podcast to know what's happening around the world. You could read, get, uh, look at the publications. I've written two publications, one in Sustainable Finance, the other is in Impact Investing. They are very good reads. Also, uh, you know, they are not for example impact investing is a bit limited on india but the other one is very global and this is where i've talked a bit about Eddie Sababa, you know uh, the, the the milestone which we talked about before now with this uh, i come to an end so this is the first part of uh, sustainable finance series so i'll be coming out with more i'll be coming out uh, with a webinar will i'll be talking a bit more about sustainable finance so stay tuned to the, the middle road.org now before we end i hope you you know enjoy the session there's a lot of people uh, and uh, i hope to see you again in my next series